The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. It's always a pleasure to be part of this show and to be part of this amazing synergy of our conscious co-creators and listeners out there all over the world. I am so grateful and appreciate you. Um, for just your activities, your recommending different guests and us continuing to look at, you know, the joy of being a difference maker. It's a decision. It's a choice. And to be an intentional spirit as well. There's lots of people that have good ideas, have good thoughts. But I believe it's uh, Buddha that would say there's two reasons that a project never fails. Uh, that a project fails, one is never starting and the other is never finishing. I bet my guests would agree to that as well, as we are fortunate today to have Whitney Vosberg on our show with us. He is a, a mega voice in the corporate world and business, teaching people the power of how to work for the future today. Welcome to our show, Whitney. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Temple. Oh yeah, it's it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to uh, to to meeting you. Um, though I have been a spiritual leader for thirty years, I'm very fortunate that I grew up in family business. I was exposed very early on to the corporate world, and I feel grateful that I'm able to sit in both worlds because it it really helps um, to have a base and to have grounding principles that really help you um, move forward in your in your future well tell us about uh whitney you're you're new to our show um i know you have a co-founder of your organization as well but walk us through a, a bit of your of your path and how you arrived at this place of this being your passion and your mission yes uh well, my, my purpose, my calling, my u- unique gift to myself and the world is to help guide and inspire others to find their unique gift with whom best to share it and how best to share it so that we can all make a, a lasting difference so we can be all ever better together. My father worked for Pan American Airways, so I grew up living around the world in the Americas, in Asia, in Europe. Plus, I was remarkably privileged to visit 
many countries, um, rich, poor, north, south, urban, rural. And what I found was that at the end of the day, people are all the same. We all wish for the same thing, to beyond uh, food, clothing, shelter, and health care, is to feel that we belong, that we matter, that we can and do make a difference. Uh, so it's uh, for me, I, I've always seen um, the world as a series of interconnected, um, interrelational, interdependent um, beings. Um, so, and uh, since I was experiencing so many different languages and cultures and religions um, moving from place to place, I would always ask, why is that the way it is? So I've been doing that uh, ever since, uh, sort of having this uh, thirst for, for knowledge uh, and even more for insight as to why, why are we here? Why am I here? Why are we here? What are we to do together? What what truly matters, and why is that? So having traveled around the world um, through my childhood and then continuing to live and uh, work and study in many places around the world, um, I eventually asked myself, who am I and where am I from? It wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I decided that, oh, I am me, and home happens to be where I am, like a turtle. I went to uh, Parsons School of Design, studied uh, communication design, worked in marketing and communications, and tried many different parts of the business world in terms of mom-and-pop shops, startups, medium-sized companies, all the way through to... uh, some of the biggest companies in the world. And I found that there really are only two kinds of businesses. They're startups and they're restartups. It's all beyond that just a matter of scale. Uh, they all still have the same questions. Why are we here? Who do we serve and how do we best serve them? So eventually uh, my interest transcended uh, business and marketing uh, led me, uh, especially when I moved into middle age, I, I took a mid-age uh, sabbatical, ended up going to divinity school, and I, I got a MA in uh, religious leadership for social change, wrote a thesis on community building in the second half of life. Uh, so I have come to combine both uh, the intellectual and the emotional, the um, the earthly with the spiritual. And I've also been a uh, artist all my life. My mother was an artist. My father was a businessman. I ended up doing both. And so uh, that's my life story in a nutshell. Oh, well, it's a it's a it's a beautiful story indeed, and it, it's it's wonderful how you're able to combine that. And I I think that's a an ongoing 
um, a question, if if you will, of the of the of the integration of spirituality, science, and and business, and it is important. I feel, you know, to have those of of both. I know that when I wasn't doing um, spiritual leadership mm-hmm. with uh, New Thought Community, you know, I would be I would be uh, same press kit but different branding, international mm-hmm. motivational speaker. <laughs> right. You know, and aside from a bit of the language and packaging, mm-hmm. it was the same conversation. It just addressed stress instead of, uh, you know, some of the other things that we may talk about in community. So good for you that your, you know, your path has brought you through all of those different waves to combine that together. I was... Um, it was kind of coming to mind as you were were talking about it's a statement that I heard a long time ago that when children start out in life they're a great big question mark. Yes. You know, and they ask questions, why? Well, why don't we do it that way? Well, why do we have to go there? Well, why? Or they're exploring and um and there's a saying that when we put them in traditional education they come out a period, no longer a question mark. You know, well, no, I can't do that because, you know, so-and-so couldn't do it either, period. I won't ever be able to make money at that period. Um, So that was kind of an interesting thing that I uh, was feeling. And um, the other thing we often look at with self-esteem with individuals is what creates that. You know, is it nurture or is it nature? And... um, you were very fortunate to have all those exposures as a, as a young person of being out of a paradigm that you were just able to see the space wherever you went and continue to ask those, those questions. I'm the kind of person that always looks at why is it this way and let's do it a new way too. Mm -hmm. Of course, a background very, very entirely different. But seeing so many people just stuck in ruts of not ever even questioning why they do what they do, but because somebody said that long time ago and we just still keep doing it the same. So um, you dedicate your time with going into organizations and companies and helping them open up to different ways of leadership. I know your work is immense, so... um, and what you do and how broad you are with uh, your work. Yes, uh, I um, have a very strong brand background. So I, I help organizations create brand new possibilities. And it's not at the end of the day about money or how many widgets are sold. That is just one of many ways of keeping score of the effectiveness of what we have done. It's about, as a startup, about what is your purpose. And the purpose is not to make money. The purpose is to do what you came here to do within a a business context. And then you're going to find a real or need, a real or perceived need or desire in the marketplace that you're going to address. So by effectively executing on your purpose, and addressing that market opportunity. If you do it the right way, at the right time, then you might 
make this thing called profit. But profit is a byproduct. So that's startups, new Start. businesses, emerging entrepreneurs. Emerging entrepreneurs. Then you have huge companies that have been around, in some cases, for over 200 years. And they, the, the original founders are long dead. And they've lost their sense of purpose. They don't know why they're in business. And typically, these organizations are run by MBAs who are there to uh, get quarterly results, sometimes even faster. So it's about making a quick mm. buck. And this gets them into trouble because they've lost sight of why they're in business. What was the original purpose as pertains to the founders? You know, why did mm-hmm. they create this business? So I uh, take them back to their roots, make it contemporary and contextual, both you know, go within and then go without in terms of within the organization, um, that's the culture, and then going outside the organization, that's called brand, uh, and trying to create a healthy, viable, sustainable, purpose-based, value-driven way of manifesting in the marketplace. So that the people who matter, who vote with their their feet, their hands, their wallets, their mouths, their minds, their hearts, it's it's all about a value exchange. In in in, um, in exchange for your whatever, you know, your vote, your your word of mouth, your your feet, your dollars, uh, whatever, uh, we promise you some sort of value in return, and that value is based on values. The values are based on your purpose. So intention directs your attention. So it's so important, you know, just as the head, uh, the body, as the head turns, the body follows. Uh, purpose and intention is like that. Um, it's it's the it's the engine, it's the locomotive that pulls the train uh, away um, down the tracks. It's you have to, well, you don't have to, but if you want to stick around and prosper. <laughs> You have to lead with your purpose, your why. And this is why it's so important. Um, and then other, it, most people, most organizations start with how or what or when or how much. That's one entry point. But an even better one is who and where in terms of the place for your community of stakeholders, all the people who have something um, to, to give and take in terms of your personal brand, your organizational brand, your community brand. I'm thinking about um, <clears throat> oh, an, an avenue in which, you know, um, what people often don't remember as a business, but, but if, you're, if you don't know that it is, um, I think it's already you're in trouble is that when I think about spiritual communities, and I'm I'm I really, you know, I I see that as so evident uh, because you know in teaching leadership across the country about you know how to have a thriving community and and they you're exactly right their their focus is what do we do to get 
what do we do to get new people here? What do we do to get people to come? What do we do to get, new, you know, young people to come instead of getting right back to the purpose of being young yourself as a leader, being excited about your community? Because if you're not excited about it, nobody else is going to be excited about right. it. You know, and why is it that you do what you do and what do you really believe? And, you know, and all of that. And it's it's very disturbing when I see a lot of these uh, leaders just uh, – you know, jumping on new trends or, well, now it's this or, no, now we need to adjust our talks to talk to more women since we have mostly women. And it's like, people, this is, this stop, you know, <laughs> stop. If you're excited and you are balanced and you're male and female and you are inclusive, uh, you know, men will come and young people come. And But it is, it's it's fascinating um, and just a frame of reference, not that's a small reference to our broad listeners, but it's so true. It makes all the difference as a as a leader of being purpose driven. Um, anyway, I, I love the way you language it. It's, it's profound and yet so user friendly in its simplicities. And, and what what is so important now is that. It's not business as usual anymore. Capitalism has taken us far, but it's not going to take us any further. The old story of profit first is dying. It brought us uh, as far as it could with the triple bottom line of profit, people, planet. That was a, that was a good development, but it, it needed to evolve, and it has stopped evolving. So what we now have over in the margins is an emerging new story of purpose first, which flips the traditional triple bottom line to planet, people, profit. Why? No planet, no people. No people, no profit. It's that simple. And there's a shift of focus from that of shareholders to those of stakeholders. Stakeholders include shareholders, but it also includes many other important constituencies or members of your brand community. Because though they may not be the strong stakeholders, they they share in common goals or even in their critiquing, they have some... I, I find that's another thing too is is the ability to be comfortable with confrontation and criticism, you know, or ideas that seem to be so opposite what one may currently be thinking. Because there's often a just a there's a nugget in there somewhere. There's always something to be learned from people who think, feel, or do things differently than you do. Hmm. And and uh, it's so important since everything we are and everything else in this world is is constantly forever changing from moment to moment. Nothing ever stays the same. So and the truth is that we are always co-creating the future today, every day, right now, every moment, now and now and now. The problem is that most of us are on autopilot. We don't really think about it. So we can either continue to be 
reactive and asleep at the wheel. And you, you will go somewhere, but you probably won't like where you end up. Or you can choose proactively to say, I, based on my purpose and my shared purpose, am going to start intentionally, consciously, and mindfully start co-creating my future right now from here on out as much and as often as I can. This is called working the future today. Because we have a choice. We can either create our future or we can be controlled by it. Mm, Very well said. And those of you that are tuning in, I'm talking to Whitney Vosberg. You can go to workthefuture.today and see all the resources in the blog. It will also take you to Amazon for you to purchase the book, Work the Future Today, Finding Your Path to Purpose, Passion, and and Profit. Um, Whitney, you and uh, your your co-founder, uh, your partnership with Charles Grantham, um, is there a story about how the two of you found each other? Was it an evolution? Um, we had, uh, unfortunately, our our, um, our person who introduced us died uh, last year. So we did dedicate our first book uh, in his memory. A wonderful fellow uh, introduced us many years ago. And it took us a long time to actually connect. But when we did, it was like, setting two houses on fire simultaneously. Wow. So we decided to write a series of blogs, which then turned into the first book, which turned into the second book. Um, and we have an ongoing uh, consultancy. And uh, it's uh, interesting. You never know what might become of something as simple as an introduction. No, <laughs> that that's for sure. And it, it just seems that um, the two of you are just the perfect combination for what you represent and what you're about. It's a, an excellent team. Uh, thank you. We certainly enjoy working together, um, trying to be ever better together so that we can make others have the opportunity to be ever better together. Well, that's one of the things that I really recognized, uh, you know, right away is um, with the doing interviews for these past eight or nine years is Mm -hmm. what I loved is seeing that you're an author that's living your material. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of authors that there's lots of authors that write books. There's authors that live their material and their material lives through them. And um, so kudos to being that kind of individual, because that is coming from purpose and tension, as you would say, right? Yes, very much Now, when we look at, um, you know, some of the material with um, Stephen Covey, I would imagine that you identify with his works, right? He's a brilliant, um, brilliant fellow. Yeah, the seven habits and those kind of things. Just Mm -hmm. how... 
how does uh, your book uh, set a, a a new and unique stage for us in the is it exploratory? Is it workshop oriented? Is it both and um, in our finding our, our path to purpose, passion and profit? Is it a how to your book work the future today? Well, we have we have two books, uh, Work the Future Today, Finding Your Path to Purpose, Passion and Profit. Uh, I like to call it a atlas of change so that you can take a look at where you came from, where you are where you want to go, use that as a North Star, working backwards, how you're going to get there in terms of the big picture. And then with our second book, which came out a month ago, Work the Future Today, 2019 Pocket Pal, A Faster Path to Purpose, Passion, and Profit. Uh, It's a a smaller, lighter book. That's why we call it Pocket Pal, because it can slip in your pocket or your purse uh, easily, and you can carry it around with you. So that given a certain context or situation, you can go to a specific chapter, and it will give you a quick synopsis, a couple of uh, actions that you can take, you know, here's the situation, here's what you can do with it, and it has a couple of online resources Need you need, should you need further information. So that's, that's like a uh, guidebook um, to help you um, from moment to moment. I'm just taking notes as I'm going along because it's like I need to get that. I definitely <laughs> check. That sounds like it, that would be very, very powerful to, to yeah, do. So did your were your books just they kind of came into being because of um, you started noticing such an interest with your blog? Uh, it uh, having uh, Charlie, my co-author, uh, and I both uh, spent many years in the uh, corporate world, um, and Charlie also in the academic world, uh, and me in the artistic world, because I, uh, my father was a uh, McKinsey consultant, my mother was an artist, um, so I ended up being both a consultant and an artist. So for me, it was the business world and the uh, creative world. You know, Charlie was the business world and the academic world. But as we got older, we both... Um, deepened our spiritual uh, quest for uh, deeper, uh, more connective tissue in terms of what's the why of whys um, and, and how does that play out in life. So we, we, we boiled it down to a uh, triad, a pyramid. At the top, At the is, top purpose, is purpose, which is your which why. Is your- unique gift in the bottom right hand corner what comes next is called place uh, as we're gonna we're gonna hold that we're gonna hold that great yes. thought to when we come back as we're gonna take a quick break and we're very uh, fortunate today to be talking to Whitney Vosberg and I I you can go to his uh, website work the future dot today and we have this wonderful quote that's within his book the future is far too we are spiritual beings having a human experience welcome to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world
It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with sound healer Terry Wilder and mystical gong meditations. Stop for a minute and take a breath. Ram Das is quoted as saying, Remember, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. Take a minute for yourself and just breathe. Give yourself this minute of meditation. Prayer is talking to the universe. Meditation is listening to it. Just breathe. To hear more healing gong meditations, visit terrywilder.com. Did you know February 17th is the beginning of Kindness Week? It's a time to perform acts of kindness for others. And during that week only, Unity Books is offering a special deal on its random acts of kindness journal titled, Write It on Your Heart. Buy one and get one free. This beautiful book suggests different ways you can perform acts of kindness, then has room to journal about your experience. Find it at unitybooks.org slash kindness. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you so much for being with us and Uh, If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Whitney Vosberg. He is the creator of the WorkTheFuture.today is his website. He has a book, Work the Future for Today. He also has a a pocket pile to make it more simplified that you can carry it with you because it's like the quote says, you know, on his website is not to wait until tomorrow, but to, to focus 
today. And that's certainly in harmony with what we're teaching all the time is you start where you are and today would be an ideal day to start. Well, uh, Whitney, before we went to break, you somewhat got cut off. You were talking about with the design of the Work the Future today, you were talking about the triad. Yes, uh, a triangle. The book is divided into three parts, which is basically why, who, and how. So the first part is based on purpose, your why, your unique gift, second part is on place as as spaces to house places to home so it's the emotional uh, place where your community um, gathers both physically and virtually and that's uh, with you know with whom do you share your unique gift how do you share you know with whom do you share your why and the third part is practice it's where most people start, it's how, what, when, how much. You can start at any three places, but the best place is with why. But who is okay and uh, how is okay? The main thing is that you visit all three places so that you can complete the circle, so you know why are you here, for whom are you here, and how best you serve um, and share your gifts. It's a, it's a way of thinking about um, purpose, your why, is your head. Your place, your community, is your heart. And the practice, the how, is your hands. So you go from the intellect to the emotional to the doing. And it's best mm-hmm. done in that order. Why, who, how. And so there's a significant question within the the work uh, in Chapter 4. Do you live in the right place? Uh, as they say in real estate, location, location, location. What I would add to that is, yes, the physical location is important, but the emotional location is that much more important. Do you work in the right work team? Do you work in the right company? Do you worship in the right spiritual realm? Do you live in the right neighborhood? Are you a member of the right groups that which uh, supports you and others in a long-term, sustainable, and sustaining fashion? Is it right for you? Is it right for your family? For your purpose, for, for your values, and your attention? Well, it seems in in our country now we're we're going through such um, changes, and we always have, you know, relative to the times we were in. But um, you you talk about uh, will your city be DOA in the 21st century, mm-hmm. a, a ghost town? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are a lot of cities changing that much? Well, everything. Cities, counties, communities, groups, individuals, we're all forever changing. What, mm-hmm. what is changing even more is the fact that the, 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 the rate, the velocity, the speed 
and the complexity of change is um, increasing at warp speed, at an exponential rate, which means that very few people, if anyone, fully understand the impact uh, it's having on us now, let alone tomorrow and the day after. So it's in order to move into the future, we have to go back to the past. If we have forgotten our purpose, we have to go back to find and then once again follow our path dictated by our purpose, which serves as our North Star, so that no matter where we are, where we're going, where we came from, we have not only a sense of direction, but we also have something that can guide us. And uh, uh, communities, cities, counties, states, regions, countries, they're all a brand. And if you don't have an ever-increasingly competitive, interconnected world that's shifting rapidly, if you don't know and other people don't know why you exist or why what your value uh, what value you provide, you're going to become inconsequential, forgotten, and in some cases, dead. Mm. This is not business as usual. This is not life as usual. We are undergoing the greatest change humanity has ever experienced. And the greatest challenge, and and if there isn't a massive global shift in consciousness, we will not be able to cope with all these changes. Elaborate. Global climate change alone has been predicted to uh, be able to create such economic, political, and social havoc that it will make the 2008 meltdown look like a walk in the park. Mm. And this this is coming from the London School of Economics, the English business magazine, The Economist, the bastions of conservative um, business world. These are not revolutionaries. These are the bastion of our wealthy elitist establishment. Recently, there was a World uh, Economic uh, Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland. They have never seen so many private jets flying in for the meeting, which means that the 1% and the 1% of 1% uh, are, are starting to pay attention to the fact that it's not business as usual. We basically are faced with a choice, creation or destruction, Mm -hmm. change or die. And I guess the personal fascination for me is how could anyone deny global issues and global warming? People it's are people so denying evident. anything and um, everything. Um, yeah, personally, uh, you know, I live in, in Northern California. Um, my wife and I uh, 
have a weekend place 100 miles north of uh, San Francisco. 90% of our community was incinerated beyond recognition three years ago. The police, uh, uh, police, the fire chief, uh, who's been fighting fires for 35 years, said he's never seen anything like it. You know, there's 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 fires, and then there's like somebody went in through here with a giant blowtorch. And that's the way it was there. I, I remember that particular fire having so many friends and relationships uh, in, in that part and in California. And then we look at, of course, Montecito mm-hmm. and the fires mm-hmm. and the mudslides. And it's like um, it, it's so all around us. Was your area in the three years, have they, they been able to come back at all? Well, we've had multiple fires uh, in the in the county as well as around it. Um, so it's just becoming a new norm. Um, so in, have we we, it, we we're recovering, but not the way we would like to see it. Um, wealthier people um, or those who had good insurance are able to rebuild. Um, those with no or little insurance or little money are unable to rebuild. Um, because there have been so many fires. And it's so little compared to the, what fires we're going to have uh, that the cost of reconstruction of, of materials, of services, contractors, insurance is just going up exponentially. And the thing is, uh, like in Montecito or here in the Bay Area, incredibly wealthy areas, is that you know there were 22 deaths in Montecito from mudslides. And here, uh, uh, before and during Thanksgiving, the, the Bay Area had the worst air quality in the entire world from a fire 150 miles away. So the thing wow. is, even the wealthiest think they can escape the consequences of global climate change and many other changes, but there is no escape. We are no. all There's no distinction made at that level of nature of, of who – Who's doing well and who isn't? It just is. And, and we're we're getting to the point where we're either we're all going to be better together or not. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a. It, it's anyway. It, that's uh, so. It, these are remarkable, um, exciting, difficult, and dangerous times. But I, I don't want it to be, you know, a, a, a prophet of doom. We have a choice. We always have a choice. No, no I, I find you're being extremely authentic, and I, I'm very much welcoming and enjoying uh, the realism of the conversation. I think it's extremely powerful, and more people actually, I feel, need to be talking about it uh, because we have leaders that, you know, when it snows, they, you know, make jokes about – well, it's not global warming because look, look how cold it is over there. And it's just, it's like, so we do need to have this conversation, you know, going and, and, and yes. expressing. And when they're talking um, in in London and they're gathering together and they're talking about, you made a reference to, we thought that 2008 was significant 
are they giving any kind of uh, predictions as far as uh, a time window with the economy and et cetera? Uh, I, I hear uh, varying um, reports, but i give an example. Uh, a woman I was talking to recently um, from your neck of the woods, uh, a spiritual leader whose husband is a banker. Uh, a very well-to-do banker, and he's considered a, a bit of a heretic within the finance community. He thinks that there is going to be a major meltdown uh, this year or next um, that, again, will make 2008 look like a walk in the park. Mm. Uh, what, what, whether um, we're, we are going to experience a, a series of major um occurrences, and they will be spiritual, emotional, economic, political, social, uh, right across the board. Uh, we have uh, different ways of um, working to preclude that, to diminish it, uh, to um, develop uh, viable, uh, sustainable alternatives, uh, but it all starts with a global shift in consciousness, choosing love over fear, creation over destruction, and enoughness over affluenza. With the work you do and the uh, interactions that you have with, with people, are we, are we making progress? Are we, I know it's just, you know, it's just a conversation about, but, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of this chaos is creating more millennials to be action in, innovative, to come up with inventions like, you know, the, the um, <clears throat> college graduates that have invented a machine that takes all the plastic out of the ocean, or at least it's starting. Um, are you in your tune and with what you're focusing on, do you feel that? We're at least paying attention on some level. There are many great and wonderful and inspiring signs of hope. The thing is, we are living in a leaderless era. We have what mm -hmm. I call headless leadership, which means that now and ever more so, we need to become our own leaders, to become our, the leader that we wish we always had but never will, to, to find and follow our own lead. And whether we have a, you know, a leadership of one or ten or a hundred or a million, it doesn't matter. It's, it all starts with my purpose, my community, my practice. This is how I lead, how I live and lead my life. And so then you take it out into the world, into media, social media, whatever. Um, there's so much coverage of negative news. For every bad thing that's reported in the news, there are a thousand good things happening in the world right now. They just, they're just not reported. Mm -mm. Good news doesn't sell. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and on top of that, Recent uh, research has shown that um, 
the wiring in our brains um, make negative or fear-based experiences three times stickier than positive ones. That's why fear-mongering through the news and social media uh, works. So we have to work four times as hard to rewire our brains to you know, three times to neutralize the negative and then one more time to make it positive that you know, sticks. It's possible, though. Change is hard. But it is possible, and at the end of the day, it's our only choice. If we want to not only survive but thrive. That's very powerful. For for our our listeners out there who are involved in many different layers of corporations and healthcare and those kind of things, I I I, I love the statement that you made, and it I, I felt that for a long time in so many organizations that I see. There's just you know that common thread is lack of leadership, and and I I love what you said of making a decision to be your own leader, to think of a leader you would like to see or wish you had, which you may never have, and then become that. Would you like to elaborate on that a little more? Sure. My wife, for example, uh, has worked in uh, the nonprofit world for many years, and she's had uh, a number of wonderful um, people as bosses, but the leaders there were not. So I've seen her very skillfully manage up so that she's being her own leader (laughs) and she cleverly um, has um, helped their bosses raise their game. So that's not only being following, uh, finding and following your own lead, but you're also being a leader for (laughs) even people who are supposedly or nominally your leader. Mm Mm-hmm. So it is, it is very important to um, affect change bottom up, as well as top down and back and forth, you know, across. Yeah, and I think that's very important um, because it, it does make a difference. I know when we we have someone new coming here and on our campus, it's like, and they're so vibrant and they're so alive and they're so dynamic. I just naturally get more inspired more innovative, more invigorated because of the contagious effect, you know, uh, around. Or uh, I, I know some people are are brought down or intimidated by uh, the competition in, in the marketplace where it ought to be considered inspirational. Like, hey, they're, you know, they're helping you um, uh, be at the top of your game. I, I remember a, a story about Abraham Lincoln that his horse was out and it had a horse fly on um on its back and it was mm-hmm. aggravating the horse and and someone said well Abe aren't you gonna you know get the horse fly off the horse and he said why should I it's keeping him you know at, at the, on the top of his game or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. why should I it's got him uh you know moving around and mm-hmm. uh, et cetera and uh, I've always remembered that so yeah, and you know, the thing is, is we are all we're social beings. 
so in, in Africa, it, the, the definition of Ubuntu is, but for you, I am. In other words, I do not exist without you. So part of our shift of going from the old story of profit first to the new story of purpose first is the shift from I to we to us. I and we are both based on individual or collective selfishness. Us transcends that irreversibly because it becomes very clear that we are mutually dependent. Mm-hmm. We're only strong as our weakest link. Some people think about community as sort of a kumbaya, uh, hippie leftover, or a socialist uh, pipe dream. <laughs> uh, it, it is the future of how, if we are, to th- not only survive and thrive, is through communities, whether it's in the business world, you call it brand communities, uh, or um, spiritual communities, or physically based uh, communities. Um, it's the wave, wave of the future. We're either going to be better together or we're going to be, or as, you know, a number of our presidents have said, uh, united uh, we grow and uh, divided we fall. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite quotes um, actually came from me, and uh, just because, um, mm-hmm. united we stand and divided we are merely a distraction. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. And I, um, you know, and I, I think about that because I love the way you're languaging things. Yes, it's ex- external, but it's also internal. Yes, it's the place you live, but it's also what lives inside of you and, you know, those kind of things. And um, I like that because it's it's true um, on, on one level uh, in the external, but it's also significant to how we are in our relatability in everyday life with relationships. When you feel, I feel you know, divided within myself, uh, then that's the way I project and perceive others as being the same. It, yes. it does have a, you know, kind of a, a real bring it on home kind of effect, which is uh, the modeling. Again, you know, what what you're talking about with the, with the modeling. And when we're talking about modeling, it's my goodness, you know, how we're modeling for the children. Um, Our future. I've always been, yes, and I've always been impacted by, I believe it was Toni Morrison that was saying to Oprah that you want to be mindful when children are watching you, the look they see from your face and your eyes, that there's hope or there's joy or Mm -hmm. there's enthusiasm about life itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, as a leader and as a parent, it's not what we say, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's the modeling, the exemplitude that counts. Absolutely. Well, in our closing couple of moments, uh, Whitney, is there, what would you like to leave us with? It's been wonderful having you on the show. Uh, thank you. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to uh, deeply spiritual, uh, interesting, and uh, 
well-informed people like yourself. Um, Thank you. Well, it, it's it's a, almost everything I talk about uh, and write about and uh, do in the uh, business world, the spiritual world, the creative world is it's all starts inside. It's an inside job. Mm. Everything that you need to know, everything that you need to be, you have and you are. No one else can tell you what you don't already know because you know it. So look inside. That's where to start. Well, thank you so much. And it's been uh, wonderful uh, speaking with you and learning from you and about your work that you have uh, co-created with your your partner, uh, Charles, or as you noted, Charlie. I want to urge everyone to go to the website, workthefuture.today. Find out more about how to start today in in your life, um, in your home, in your community, and in your workplace about the significance of being on purpose and getting back to the values that we call life. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Visit me at templehays.com or firstunity.org to listen to the various things that we offer. And we appreciate so much you sharing the show and, and being a great listener today. Bless you on this amazing journey we call life. Thank you, Whitney. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.